This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got uh, my good friend Andy Barrar with me uh, this morning. Thanks for coming in. Another CES, Mike. We survived. Yes. Uh, I wanted to have you in because we went to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas all this week. Uh, just got back last night. I'm still uh, trying to recover from that. Uh, if you can imagine, tens of thousands of gadgets and products uh, in one place, uh, basically telling all the uh, tech journalists what are going to be the trends this year, what's new coming out in 2018 and beyond. Uh, simply huge, over 2 million square feet of exhibit space. That's uh, 48 football fields. 48 football I did the fields. math. Did yes. you? Uh, you just can't see it all. It's just so much, everything from drones to car technology to smart home uh, wearables, everything that technology touches uh we got to, to see. So on today's show, we are going to cover some of the highlights of that, uh, some of the useful tech that we came across. Uh, we'll also cover a segment on some of the not-so-useful technology, and believe me, there's a lot of it uh, out there, uh, some Canadian highlights, uh, and also tech trends as well. And there were a number of tech trends uh, at this show, and it was pretty exciting, Uh I think the big one uh, for me, Andy, was uh, the digital assistants uh, that are being built into everything now. Over Christmas time, many people got a Google Home or an Amazon Echo with the Alexa uh, voice assistant. They sold tens of millions of them. Well, that's just a drop in the bucket because they're licensing that technology out to pretty well anyone. So there are toilets with Amazon Alexa built into it. Every speaker you can imagine. In the next five to ten years, our homes will be listening to us. Yeah, and I think the first thing that I noticed, Mike, coming to CES uh, 2018, was Google has been almost non-existent at previous CESs. Yes. But as soon as we landed in Las Vegas, every billboard, every ad, even the monorail itself, yeah. was just completely they, filled with they ads. Go- they Googled Las Vegas. That's right. And and what they're doing is they understand that the big rivalry, and this in terms of tech trends, the big rivalry of 2018 is Google versus Amazon. And they're trying to win us through their, their digital assistants with Google Assistant and, of course, with the Amazon uh, Alexa integration to all these different products. That, to me, set the tone because all the manufacturers, like you just mentioned, were creating products that integrate both of them into their product so that you could activate them via voice. So voice is the new, I think, trend of 2018. Yeah, and I think this one's going to stick. We've seen a lot of trends or what the manufacturers would like to start as a trend, like 3D TV uh, this year, I think they're trying to get 8K, 8K TV you know, going as well. Uh, and a lot of those things just never take. But yes. I, I feel strongly that this, this is the new trend. Did you also see the big hype about 5G? They're really starting to push the 5G um, spectrum in, into us and show what it's going to do in the future? Yeah, that's, that's exciting. Uh, so when we talk about 5G, we're talking about wireless uh, communication. So Look at our smartphones right now. They are 4G, fourth generation uh, speeds. 5G is coming. So in 2019, uh, you know, a lot of carriers will have that rolled out. I think by 2023, uh, you know, a large portion of North America will have it as well. The advantage to 5G is the speed. Yes. I think it's a thousand times faster than what we're ten doing. Times, ten times faster than, than 4G. So yes. 4G, you get one gigabit per second. With 5G, you're going to get 10 gigabits per second. So a 4K HD movie, you'll download in seconds, not even minutes. The big thing, too, is the bandwidth, like how many things can share that, that wireless spectrum. 
And they're doing that because they're building this into smart cities and all these internet-connected devices uh, that we have. They're literally going to be billions. And when I say connected devices, everything from your, your washing machine to your car to you, wearables, everything will be connected. You know what's funny? It makes this show just more important than ever because it's called Get Connected. And by 2020, you're going to see 20 billion devices connected to the internet. And that's why I think 5G is going to be the big future because it's going to allow us. Because the whole concept of lagging is something we're going to be telling like our grandkids. Like, you know, there was a day when a website actually took time before you saw it. Everything will be lightning fast in the future. Well, that's the big thing that they were touting here as well. Uh, you know, right now, if you are on your smartphone and you go to, uh, you know, the, the global news page, when you click a link, it takes, you know, a second for it to kind of go. Yes. Uh, that'll be gone. Yes. It will be gone. Like, it'll be instantaneous. Another trend I think I saw, Mike, and we've seen this kind of evolve, but wireless charging is here to stay. You can just see oh, so many manufacturers have different devices to show that you could wireless charge uh, your phone while you're driving or when you're at home, when you're sleeping. I saw so many different manufacturers create these new wireless chargers. I think a, a big push behind that was Apple's adoption of that finally uh, with the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10. Uh, up, until, up until that point, a lot of manufacturers, the Samsungs, Huawei's, uh, HTC's, and LG's, they all had that wireless charging built into their devices. But uh, I think Apple really kind of legitimized it uh, to a lot of these uh, accessory manufacturers. So we're seeing wireless charging being built into everything. Cars, like you said, furniture. Uh, as well. And there's going to be so much of that. I even saw kind of advanced uh, versions of it where uh, this one company had uh, kind of a a special light bulb that beamed down power to the desk. Wow. And that that That, just shows you. That's really wireless charging. Yeah. I think you'll see, especially like, you know, of course, the autonomous self-driving cars, electric cars were a big deal this year, but it would be really interesting to see wireless charging in parking stalls. Imagine you could park somewhere yeah. and then your vehicle is through inductive charging. You don't have to plug it in. You don't have to plug it in anymore. You could park your, your, your car in your garage and it will charge at night because that's just scaling the technology. But if they have that technology, they could build that into roads. Absolutely. Absolutely. So while you're driving down a highway... It's charging your car. You're charging. And so I feel sorry for the gas stations out there, but... Uh, well, yeah, their, their time is coming. Eventually. Yeah. And so... From an infrastructure, it's going to be hard to implement that. It's going to take time. But that's the thing about CES. It shows that we can do this. And it's just a matter of time before that gets scaled up to to a level where it kind of really affects our day-to-day lives. Another big trend is car technology, autonomous driving. Uh, Down at the show, they had a huge section. I mean, one of the halls was just dedicated to to car technology. And pretty well every car manufacturer, Ford, Mercedes, everyone – uh, they you know, had sh- they were showing off their cars that could self-drive essentially. Even uh, you know, different services like Lyft, which is the competitor to Uber, uh, they had an autonomous self-driving Lyft that was taking journalists around Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get that one, but uh, you know, it was it was one of those things that you really have to sit in one of those vehicles to really experience what that means when you have a driverless car, or you know, basically the car is driving itself. I saw a driverless pizza delivery car. I heard. Tell us about that. Well, that was uh, in the Ford booth, and uh, they're partnering with Domino's on it. Obviously, this is just kind of a test thing right now, but uh, essentially, you order your uh, pizza from Domino's, and through the app, you can see the car coming. When it finally comes, uh, 
you go up to the car, you have to go outside. Uh, you punch in your, your special pin code that they give to you through the app, and it rolls down the front window, and the pizza's there. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so for everyone, uh, kids out there, don't become a pizza driver. No. Don't get a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> that's the moral. That's the takeaways from uh, the big trends. Yeah, I mean, I think we're a few years away from it, but it is closer than you can imagine. Well, we've been talking about like autonomous self-driving cars for a while, but to see how fast it's been evolving in the last three or four years, like they're doing tests and it's doing really, really well. So it's not that far away. Yeah. And and that was a big thing as well. Just the security behind that. You know, if you start getting all these autonomous vehicles, they have to have incredible security. You don't want a self-driving car hacked. That's right. Because that that would be so dangerous. And that's why you even have players like BlackBerry with their QNX platform getting into that because they understand that, and BlackBerry is known for their security. So now they're creating platforms for auto manufacturers to get into that whole security business. I thought that was a a really smart move by the new CEO, John Chen. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're talking about the Consumer Electronics show down in Vegas and some of the tech highlights uh, on our program today. When we come back from the break, some of the useful tech items uh, we saw down at the show and of course later on the program some of the not so useful and also uh, Canadian highlights as well you're listening to Get Connected brought to you by our friends at London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this you are back with Get Connected Mike Agarbo here I've got Andy Barrar with me in studio today we're both down in the Consumer Electronics Show down in Las Vegas a lot of fun. Uh, a lot from, of walking, too. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> Can I tell you something? Okay, this is not my first rodeo. So no. I'm always curious. I'm like, I've been walking all day. I wonder how many steps I take. So I brought a pedometer with me yeah. that um, kind of gives you a visual indication of how much you're walking per day, but it also syncs with your smartphone. Yeah. I broke it. You, I was, I was doing, like, doing over 20,000 steps a day. Oh, and my it, God. And it just wasn't able. It's programmed to do about 10,000. Yeah. I, I manually set it to 15,000. Yeah. But after I was hitting over 20,000, it, it... It just short-circuited. I, it's short-circuited. So I have to take the battery. Now it's like a thing I got to fix. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just symbolic of how much walking you do at the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, so they've got all the uh, exhibit space, and it, it's in, like these huge, huge halls. And then all the hotels, they've got a, all sorts of stuff going on as yeah. well in each hotel. Like all the vendors that aren't on the floor have their own little display booths and stuff in hotel rooms. And Plus things. you so, have 175,000 people come to Vegas for this. So just the logistics of getting from one place to another, like the Uber drivers, they, they, were, they, they weren't even picking people up at the show anymore because they knew that they weren't going to make money. No. A 10-minute drive would take them about an hour. Yeah. For like $10. For $10. Yeah. And I tried catching an Uber from the show a few times. It was futile. Yeah. Uh, because they just couldn't get in there. The traffic was just I, horrendous. I think for people that don't go to it, they don't realize just how big of a show it is. And yeah. for me, it's like, it's the one thing I look forward to all year. Like, yeah. I'm in heaven. Geek heaven. Geek heaven. <laughs> it's, it is absolutely fun to see all the, the newest tech that's coming out on the market from around the world. Let's talk about some of the useful technology that we yes. uh, saw down there. Before at, we uh, talk the about the, the the crazy stuff, the crazy stuff. Yes. Let's talk about stuff that you. What actually, were some highlights for you? Uh, one, we talked a lot about how voice is going to be the big trend. Yeah, and you have these speakers, but what they're doing is now they're creating smart displays that integrate with Alexa and Google Home. So yeah. you had mentioned that they're licensing licensing that out. Well, Lenovo came out with a really nice smart display that is very similar to what Amazon has with their Echo Show. 
So basically, it's a display. You can ask what the weather like is. Like a little touch screen. It's a touch screen. You can ask what the weather it is, and it will come up right onto the display, which is kind of like a tablet that yeah. does voice really well. Well, what Google's also got into that as, as well, and the cool thing is when you're licensing it out, you don't play from the same rules that you do internally. Yeah. For example, with the Echo Show, their display version, you can't play YouTube because that's their competitor, Google. Yeah. But since Lenovo's got one, you can actually still play YouTube videos on yeah. it. And so that got me excited because that's useful tech. Yes. You don't have to subscribe. That's the hard part. You have both the Google Home and Amazon uh, Yeah, because I'm Echo. trying them both out. Yeah. But in my dream world, you'd have one device that can take both commands. Yes. You know, that would be nice. Yeah. And, and I hope we see that. I didn't see it this year, but at least they're, they're licensing that technology out. And these companies like Lenovo, which makes great products... They're starting to find good ways of applying that that you couldn't get from like a boardroom in Amazon because someone would be like, no, we're not playing YouTube. We have Amazon Video. We're not playing Netflix. You know, like that's what companies do when they're trying to protect their their brand. So that to me was a big trend. Um, the smart home is finally coming to life. Yeah. Because typically when we talked about the smart home, you'd have to subscribe to like Belkin or you have to subscribe to Samsung and their smart things platform. But again, with this voice, you can get a product from Belkin, a product from TP-Link, a product from Philips, and have them all work together in your home because they're all taking voice commands. The only thing is you might need both speakers because some don't work on other platforms, but I think they're getting, they're getting better at that. I loved how technology was getting integrated into things like our kitchen. So I saw a couple of useful things. Uh, one was uh, a little portable dishwasher called the Tetra, and uh, this... Uh, was kind of cool. I, you know, and I used to have this problem when I lived in an apartment years ago. Uh, I didn't have a dishwasher because there was no room. And uh, this little guy, it's a countertop dishwasher. So it's got the base where you put all the dishes, and then it's got kind of a square, clear, transparent box that you put over top of it. And this will wash your dishes in like 15 minutes. And so essentially, you don't have to hook it into a tap or anything. You just pour half a gallon of water into it, and uh, it just heats up that water like to incredible temperatures to get all the, the dirt and the food off of it, and uh, it works really well. The interesting thing, too, is that it also could be used for a, a sous vide, so you can actually cook things in it, too. That's kind of weird, though. It's <laughs> that's like, you know, I'm all for like Swiss Army knife for products, yeah. but that's two a different dishwasher reasons. and something that'll cook the <laughs> the food in the same thing. Uh, but you know, I think it was under five hundred bucks. So for apartments, I th- I thought that was cool. Uh, uh, one thing that I got really like, personally that really got me excited was um, I've always had this notion of I wanted to create a smart garden. I got into gardening, but I realized I don't like watering, and so I was looking for a tech solution. And Scott, the guys who make seeds. And, you know, the turf builder, well, they're getting into this whole tech game and they're creating like smart drip irrigation systems. Okay. So it connects with the internet and the weather patterns. So in the summertime, when it hasn't rained, it will, you know, start to water your plants for you. If, especially like we're in Vancouver, it rains, you know, three quarters of the year. Yes. It, it won't it won't turn it on. So it's connected to the internet. It's finding out what's going on with the weather patterns, and it keeps your your garden or your your flower bed going, which is great if you go on vacation during the summertime. You're not going to have you know your grass dead or your or your uh, flower garden or or vegetable garden um, die because you're not around or you don't have to call your neighbor to tell them to come and water your plants. I thought that was a really useful applied technology and a great you know thing for the smart homes that we always talk about. Uh, another thing I saw, uh, a scanner uh, called a Link Square, and this is like a little kind of pen-like scanner, and they've opened up the um, 
the development kit for it. So all sorts of developers can develop applications for it. But um, right now it can do things like uh, detect if the meat is rotten in your fridge. You just basically hold it uh, towards the meat and it can tell. Uh, You can tell if your milk has gone bad. It can also tell uh, different prescription pills too to make sure that you're taking the right pill, which I thought was fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd say the last one, Mike, that really got me excited, and you know, we talk about how distracted driving is a big issue with people looking at their smartphones. I thought it was really smart that you're seeing both uh, Amazon and Google Assistant integrated into the cars. We kind of talked about that earlier, but what that does is it allows you to talk to your car to get certain information, whether it's opening up maps, uh, trying to answer or respond to a text that someone has given you. Now you can keep your hands on the wheel and concentrate, and it's almost like talking to somebody like a passenger except the passenger just happens to be your vehicle now to give you useful information so you can focus on the road. That, I thought, was a really good integration uh, idea of this whole smart speakers that they're having. And they're really small. And some of them, some of the manufacturers have, actually have a wireless charger that also has Amazon Alexa integrated right into it. So you kind of get a two-for-one with these little gadgets that will charge your phone and you can talk to it uh, to keep yourself focused on the road. Yeah, another quick one, uh, again, on the whole connected kitchen uh, line. And some people think this is crazy, but it was a, uh, a connected voice-activated faucet. Oh, yes. And, course. you know, who needs to talk to their faucet? You know, turn on, turn off. What I liked about it, and this is especially good for people with low vision or even blind people, uh, it can help measure out water. Yes. So if you're doing any type of cooking and you needed, like, half a cup of water, uh, you could basically hold that under the uh, the faucet and say, uh, hey, faucet, uh, I need half a cup of water. And it'll pour that out exactly. It could also do different temperatures uh, as well. And I just thought that was useful, again, for people that might not have as good a vision. Yes, if they're uh, low vision or they're just getting older, I think that's just a great application of, of technology that somebody is really going to use in their day-to-day lives. We have so much more to talk about on today's Get Connected program. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barra. We're talking about the Consumer Electronics Show and all the cool gadgets we saw there. When we come back, some of the not-so-useful gadgets. This is Mike Agarbo. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barra. We're talking about the big Consumer Electronics Show that just happened this week in Las Vegas and some of the cool gadgets we saw down there. Uh, this segment, uh, some of the not-so-useful gadgets, well, in, in our humble opinion. No, but that's the thing, Mike. You know, they always try to... You, you get all the, these companies trying to get the journalists, the tech journalists, uh, really excited about stuff. Yes. And, and sometimes we do, and we're like, oh, that's cool. And it's usually what happens is the most ridiculous things that we see are the ones that make the big headlines. And uh, this year, of course, was no exception. I remember when I first... The first CES I went, it was all about 3D TVs, but nobody really adopted 3D TVs. Like, no, no consumers. One. No. It was just now something that... They what about just, curved TVs? Remember curved TVs? Curved TVs? I remember who, that. Yeah, who cares about curved TVs? You didn't see anymore. that anymore. No. But I have to say, and, you know, there's ridiculous gadgets, but then there's ones that you want to work. Yes. And, and I saw... We, we've seen this over and over again, these, like, these machines that will do your... Fold your clothes for you. Oh, yeah. And I saw one called the Foldy Mate. Yeah, and, and these were big. Like, every time I did a radio interview uh, over the week... Yeah. Everyone wanted to talk about the folding laundry machine. Yes. But here's the thing, okay, about this laundry machine. Because I I was looking at it. I got curious. Then I did some deep dive. And I'm like, this ain't that cool. Because you have to manually enter each piece of garment into this thing for it to fold. The dream would be you take your clothes out. And just dump it in there. And just dump it in there. And then it just makes magic. 
So if you have to individually put every piece of clothing you in, you might a, as well just why fold don't you it? just fold it? That's what I'm saying, Mike. And I didn't want to be that that mean tech guy that said that to the people at the booth, but yeah. uh, that's what they I didn't was, really have a working prototype. No, they were no. showing a video of it working. Yeah. Uh, they, they, what they showed me uh, on one of them is the the machine taking the clothes in. They didn't show it folding. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, what's the point of bringing this thing here? Yeah. So you know that got me really. Um, I was disappointed. I'm still waiting. Uh, the other one, and I'm on the, this is another thing. I really hope this works, but I'm not very optimistic. Was that uh, Aurelius uh, robot? Oh, the Aurelius. Ari- Aurelius. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now this is a robot that. <laughs> Theoretically, I want this to work so badly. Theoretically, yeah. it can vacuum your home for you. Yeah, so like with a with a vacuum. It can yes, yeah. with a little vacuum. It, can it looks pick, like a little mini human robot. It does. Yeah. It has little arms and Eyes. everything. Yeah, it uses artificial intelligence, so it starts to study your house to figure out where things go, and it can put like toys away and you know tidy up. Go your get house. a beer, and it can go to your fridge, pick up a beer, and walk to you while you're watching like <laughs> Sunday football. So many, so many things that can go wrong with that. Yes. Because I have one of those robot vacuums, like, you know, the, the little circular ones. Yes. I love it, but is it foolproof? No. 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 Can you imagine a robot going to the fridge, getting you a beer? Yeah. How's, do you think that's going to work every time? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to Oh, that's it. the pickle jar robot. <laughs> My dream, you know what's funny is I walked up to that booth. I'm like, please tell me this thing can make an omelet. Please. Yeah. And they're like. But no, but it can get you a beer. I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, so yeah, so the dream on that one is it'll vacuum your house. It'll pick up all the kids' toys and put them away where they're supposed to go. Yes. And it'll know when you're coming home because it, it's got all the GPS functionality built into it and your phone. And it'll have the beer waiting for you at the front door. Yes. That's the dream. That's the dream. Uh, is it going to be a reality? That's hard to say. We, they get, wouldn't, we have they, to get one of those. They wouldn't even tell what the price point was going to be. I'm like, so tell me, how much does it cost? And you know what her answer was? Uh, about a family of four taking an international vacation. Okay, just tell us the price. And so my next question was, so how much does a family of four, four. take an international <laughs> vacation cost? <laughs> and they wouldn't budge. They wouldn't budge. Okay, you I, know how much that is? I bet that's $10,000. It, it's going to range from depending on where you're going vacation yeah. and if you're staying in five-star hotels or not, but yeah. uh, somewhere between ten to 20000 I think. They haven't even figured out what price point they want because they're still yeah. trying to get the technology to work. Well, Sony's also brought back their robot dog, the Ibo. The Ibo, yes. Now, that's I'm on an ex- the fence that's, on this That's one. an expensive robot dog. It, it's a, it's robot. a few thousand dollars. But, but think, Mike, you know, some people love pets, but they have allergies, right, to, to, the, um, the, to the, a certain pet, whether it's dogs yeah. or cats. I can kind of see that, but it's not a real thing. But what it does is it actually connects to the cloud, so it might get smarter. It starts to learn habits, and it charges itself, so it can work for yeah, two hours. My, my robot vacuum doesn't even charge itself properly all the time. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have a dead robot dog when I come home. But here's the funny thing about dogs. See, I get into specifics. I'm like, okay, so it can play around for two hours. But it takes like what, three hours to charge. So <laughs> this robot's going to be laying on his charging station for a, a big chunk of the day. Yes. So robots, um, lots of them down there. Yes. But I, I, I couldn't see any useful ones yet. No, no. There was a robot that was like dancing around. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, yeah. is anybody going to buy this? Like, there's no point. Nikon had, uh, they're demoing their the robotic arms for taking video. Oh, Did you see that? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That was cool. But you have to have those things set up properly. You know, 
as much as we're worried about robots taking over jobs and stuff, yes, there are some automated things, especially in factories and stuff, but um, they're not ready for prime time yet. No, they are making lots of advancements, but... Uh you know, one one of the last ridiculous things, I don't know if you saw this, they they were announcing robot strippers. Did you see that? Where they had these strippers that like I'm like, why? Like a robot stripper. Are, that it's go online and look at it. It is the most disturbing thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna go online and look for it. <laughs> I don't recommend I don't want that in my I don't want that in my Google search history. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just the most ridiculous. I'm like who They had a robot that, stripper. Who thought that was a good idea? They had a lot of them. They were they were having an, an event showing this technology of these robots. And I was just like... Why? Why? What's the purpose? I want to find the guy who thought that was a good idea. We yeah. should get him on the show and be like, why? Out of all the things you thought a robot could do, that's what you wanted to just show, you know? But again... Maybe my lawnmower would like that. A robot, you know, <laughs> someone that does your yard work, that's really cool. See? That would be a functional, <laughs> functional robot. Andy Barrar here in with me. I'm Mike Agarbo. You're listening to Get Connected. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some of the Canadian uh, highlights uh, down at the show. There was a lot of great uh, Canadian tech stories going on. You're listening to Get Connected here on CKNW 980 on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've been talking about the Consumer Electronics Show today here on Get Connected. Uh, Big big rain down there. I'm not used to that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. that's a first. I think even for some of the most seasoned CES veterans out there, it rained in Vegas. It hadn't rained in 170 days, and they decided to make it rain literally in Vegas on was it Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. I, it was raining there for a few days. I think Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday was a big. It was downpour. Like the big downpour. But and I was laughing because that's I call that just. Vancouver rain. Yeah, like yeah. it was basically like we brought the rain with us. Yes. So we're used to that. But I tell you what, Vegas as a city is not prepared for torrential downfall. There's no storm drains. There was no storm drains. There was floods everywhere. It got so bad that one of the transformers at the convention center blew up because it got in contact with water, which shut an entire hall down. Oh, yeah. Think about it's huge. This. this is a tech show. What does tech shows require? Electricity. And it just had a blackout. And it was on for quite a while. Yeah, I forget, like an hour, hour and a half. The, and so all these people are in the, the hall there and in the in the dark. In the dark. And all you can see are just little phones lighting up all throughout the hall, like little fireflies. The funniest part to me were, you know these uh, these charging booths where you can put your phone in yes. and, and lock it so it, it charges while you're walking around? Yes. Uh, when the power goes out, Guess what? They need power to unlock. That's right. So all these people are standing around these charging booths trying to get ac- you know, get access to their phones, but they couldn't. What I did- Those things I, were empty the rest of the show, by the I, way. Uh, thankfully, I'm, again, you know, it's not my first rodeo. I always come with backup battery because my phone dies yeah. three or four times during the entire yeah, show. Yeah, we're using it so much. But uh, I beelined it right to the media room where they give the media lunches. Yes. And got in there, managed to get a lunch because every- Because the journalists didn't know what to do. So yeah. they're like, it was around lunchtime. So they're like, okay, let's go grab. And it was funny because you just see a bunch of journalists with all you see is laptop screens, tablet yeah. screens, smartphone screens, and everyone's just trying to keep working because a lot of people are on deadlines to file these different reports. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was happy to get some, some lunch. And then I actually went to a different hall that still had power. Yeah. And they sent a note, good for them, the, the CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, sent a mass email explaining what happened. And it was really impressive how fast they were able to get it back up. Did you stay in line for the, the big Google gumball machine? No, what was that? So the, it was this giant Google 
gumball machine. It was there to promote their Google Home and their Google Assistant. And uh, you basically wait in line. The line was like an hour and a half long. That's right. And so when you get to the front of the line, they give you a giant coin. You put it in. It's got a big uh, LCD panel there. And uh, then you've got to use your voice, kind of like how you do with Google Assistant, to, you know, hey, Google, play some fun music. You got to choose the different things. And then depending which one you chose, it corresponded to a color. And then one of up in the gumball machine, these giant uh, plastic balls, one would come down and you had to open up the little lid in the, in the bottom, take out your gumball and crack it open and there's a prize in there. Oh, interesting. So some of the prizes were great. Little HP sprocket printers. Wow. Nest security cameras, open table gift certificates. But a lot of them, as you can imagine, you know, a Google beanie. <laughs> or a Google tote bag. So all these people waited in line for like an hour and a half to get a Google beanie. Wow. Yeah, that would make you disappointed. Congra- but con- Congratulations. I got to say, CES 2018 has got to be the year of the Google because they were non-existent, like we said in the top of the show, and they came out big, and I think they're there to stay. They're the new Microsoft, what Microsoft used to be back in the day. Back in the day. That, that, I think that's the big story if I had to summarize. Uh, the, uh, the assistants are coming. They'll be listening to you in your home and all these uh, different devices. Looks like that's all the time we have left. Don't forget to visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got a great contest going there. I think we're giving away a pair of headphones, uh, so you've got to enter to win. The odds are good. And uh, I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. This is Mike Agarbo and Andy Brar logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.